Welcome to Voices of Baltimore. My name is Zion Chambers, and I am a strength ambassador here at Mission Fit. We're creating a platform for discussion for the youth, by the youth, to tell our stories. We are people from Baltimore. We understand Baltimore. Everyone hears the ugly, but here we're going to dive into the truth, raw and uncut. To talk about it all, Baltimore in its entirety, and strengthen, uplift, and unite the voices of our community. We hope you join the discussion. Thank you. My name is Eric Crossland. Today I'm here with Zion, Tia, Dama, Wes, and Sasha. And we're going to be talking about what we've been doing for the last few months. And hope y'all enjoy. So, I'll ask you guys this. What does it mean to be an entrepreneur? Okay, I'll go. What it means to be an entrepreneur? In my opinion, I think what it means to be an entrepreneur, someone that's motivated, that's driven, and always just willing to do what they love, not for the price, but for what they want to do later down the line. Got you. Zion, what does it mean to you to be an entrepreneur? I would say someone that finds a problem and is able to strategically and creatively fix that problem through whatever means they find necessary. So a lot of people find ways to do what they love and make money from it or just potentially help their community or just try their best to get better at what they do. So they find a way to monetize it and they find a way to spread awareness to it. And they do it either individually or alongside a team that they have founded themselves. Perfect. Thank you, Zion. So let's dive in. One of the first units we did was taking problems that we see in the world, trying to think about how we can solve it. So Thelma, what is the problem that you tried to solve? So I don't know if everybody who listens knows that I'm a writer and obviously I'm a young writer. And I noticed while being on other platforms where there are youth writers, they don't have the resources to publish and to edit their work. And not only to just publish their work, to design covers or all all that good stuff that comes with writing a book. So my problem was basically, my solution was basically creating a platform where they could get help publishing editing and designing their book, whether that be an ebook or a physical copy of the book. I love it. Everett, what about you? What was the problem that you wanted to solve with your business? I wanted to make a health plan for people that was over, well, not overweight, but just obesity, people that's obesity, or just for someone that's want to learn how to eat healthy. And I just want to... Better that sells, really. Got it. Zion? Yeah, so the problem in which I wanted to address was the lack of mental health resources, treatment facilities, and overall development resources in Baltimore City, specifically those programs serving the youth and impoverished communities. So what I wanted to do was create a program that was able to serve the youth holistically 
So that means mentally providing mental health services, providing educational development, courses and classes, providing athletic training, as well as anything to do with entrepreneurship and developing those skills that can help you in the um, in the world of business. Excellent. So, Thelma, do you feel comfortable laying down your pitch? Uh, yeah, let me just pull up real quick. Okay, so here's my pitch. Youth writers tend to, tend to not have an outlet to publish their work, which means there's so much wasted talent and representation that goes unseen. This is why I came up with Youth Rights, a program slash website that guides youth writers through the writing, editing, and publishing of their work, mainly novels and short stories. The clients will also have help designing their fonts and formats, as well as their cover art. Customers will have free access to send their work to publishers. It takes 200 to 2,500 to publish a book, depending on genre, page count, and publishers. They will pay monthly subscriptions if they choose to, to do so subscription fee to have a consultant who will guide them through the process all while we help fund them a way it will reach customers is advertising it on my already existing creative writing page as well as partnering with other writing platforms and fundraisers partnering is a high risk because we can lose money and or business the the main cost will be paying the publishers for their services as well as advertising and getting the website done, but partnering risk can be fixed with contracts. But all in all, it's worth something, and that is the future. That's why you should invest in youth rights. Awesome. What a pitch. How did that feel, Thelma? It felt good. You've been working on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's changed from last time. It's got some more meat on the bone. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to invest. <laughs> Everett or Zion, do y'all feel comfortable sharing your pitch? Yeah, go ahead, Everett. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was ready. To let you go, bro. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a, I, I'll go. I'll go. I'll take one for a team. Since, since you did the intro, I got you, bro. All right. I got to do this off the head. All right, cool. Falcon Mafia mentoring program provides holistic health services to the youth, at-risk youth in impoverished communities, specifically in Baltimore and in Maryland area. We are looking to develop and mentor the youth holistically, meaning mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We are able to provide the youth with educational services, as well as mentoring, counseling sessions, and mental health resources. We will also be partnering up with other organizations around the city and around the state to provide holistic services to the youth. And we will be helping push forth that mission by providing sponsored packages for the clients in which we will be working with. Those packages will be paid with the money used from donors and any sponsors that will help uh, push forth our mission. 
each kid will be sponsored with travel fees, will be helped with counseling sessions, will be helped with training sessions, physical training, any anything that the, the, the child needs to be successful in any way. That will be provided with the sponsor packages that the donors will be helping us with. This mentoring program will be working with kids starting from the age of five all the way up to 25. We believe that in order to build and develop the village, we also have to build and develop the, the adults that these kids have to go back to on a daily basis. We know that we cannot help develop and ensure the success of a kid if we cannot help and develop the family in which that kid will be raised in. The way in which we'll be you know, promoting our brand is through Instagram Reels, YouTube Vlogs, as well as sponsored dinners that will have all entrepreneurs, have community entrepreneurs, community mentors, community activists in attendance so we could put on showcase the work in which we do, as well as put on showcase how our community can help us push forth that narrative and put and push forth our mission that we would like to accomplish. Beautiful. So, Everett, you mentioned that yours is a, I want you to describe your business a little more if you're not quite ready to pitch. Okay, basically my business was for someone that just wanted to train that body, get that body right, or get in shape. No matter if you're overweight or not overweight. I set up three meal plans, like in a bundle package, through age groups for older people, young people, because a lot of people can't afford these type of bundles or might not have money. And do I have to list the prices, but no, okay. But it basically is set up for people that just want to do right for themselves. And I think, you know, health matters to everyone. It will change the world. A lot of people in the world. I agree. Obviously, we work at a gym. I think the services that y'all are all providing are outstanding and and needed and fit within the realm of what it means to be a strength ambassador. So my next question is, why did you choose the problem that you chose? And Thelma, I'll kick it to you first. Well, besides the fact that I'm a youth writer and it affected me, I also thought that a lot of youth writers are extremely talented and are writing stories that need to be out there. And so I felt it was very much needed to have something like youth rights where they can reach out to the whole world instead of the group or whatever they're a part of that they do write on, like for instance, let's say pad or tumblr where they share their writing but it's only getting to a few people or that fan base or, or group and not the whole world and this would be a service that would solve the problem for you potentially yeah yeah and you have friends that you think would have used something like this already potentially yeah i think so there's a few that are writers, and I know one girl who's writing a novel, but she doesn't have, like, she really wants to publish it, but she doesn't know where to start. 
and she doesn't know how to get an artist to help design her her cover. Like me, I just used Canva and stock images and fancy fonts to do my cover, <laughs> and it turned out nice. But I I would love would have loved to have some real artists or a real cover artist to do that for me. That's very cool. And as a kind of sort of side for anyone listening, what are you writing? My novel is called The Peculiar Case of the Whitlocks. It, it, it typically, it's a typical kind of like a trope where a family moves into the house and things go crazy. There's ghosts involved, but also the government is involved. That's where it gets different. But also there's queer characters. The children have two mothers and it's not the topic of the book. It's just something that's there. And it's a, I'm trying to, you know, normalize gay marriage, and gay families without the whole oppression. You know how, let's say, I don't know an exact example, but like queer characters are all, always dying or it's the topic of the whole thing is that they're being oppressed because they're queer. I, it's just there and it's just normal. I think that's so awesome. Two mothers, ghosts, the government. What's not to like about that story? <laughs> and Zion, what about you? Why'd you choose mental health services? So for me personally, I know the importance of providing mental health resources to kids who need it the most, especially in communities that are marginalized and that are underrepresented, underfunded, or underappreciated and underloved by the rest of the world. I, I know me personally growing up in the inner city of Baltimore and growing up in an impoverished community, I, I knew that growing up, all I really wanted was attention, love, and someone to just give me some effort growing up. So I felt like I'm I'm no different than any of the other kids that are in Baltimore or any impoverished community around the world. And I think that we all need that ability and at least that access to grow and to be given a fair chance in society to be successful. And I think that with mentoring, and with mental health resources and with just peer counseling and just someone to listen, just someone being able to listen to the kids and give the kids the opportunity to grow. I think that it would ensure the success of a lot of people who will otherwise fall victim to the system. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Everett, what about you? Meal plans? Healthy eating, health resources. Why is that important to you? I think it should be important to everybody, not just for me. In the long run, if you know you're not taking care of your body or even your mind, it could be effective later in life. Maybe not now. Maybe if you're young, but when you get older, it's it's real effective. And I just think it's really important. If you start at a young age now and you learn. And you might live a little, live a little longer. So just, just a, a lifetime longevity thing, really. That's why it's important to me. Thank you. And so we spent two months talking about businesses, talking about what it means to be an entrepreneur, 
doing some competitive analysis and things like that. And my question now is, why is it important for young people like yourselves to have an entrepreneurial mindset and to know what it means to start a business? Zion, would you like to share? Wait, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Why is it important for young people to have an entrepreneurial mindset and to understand how to start a business? Yeah, so I feel like being an entrepreneur, at least having the skills of an entrepreneur, provides you with the access and the ability to create generational wealth for your family. So, you know, it, it, especially for those who have not grown up with a silver spoon or not grown up in a community with a lot of resources and a lot of financial backing, being able to have the skills to provide for yourself and being able to have the skills to create a, I mean, a, a way of getting some type of income as early as you can, it kind of sets you up for the rest of your life. I know me personally, when I was a little bit younger, I try my best to have even the smallest businesses, whether it would be me and my brother drawing pictures and selling it outside or selling waters. Or I used to carry bags at a grocery store and help help the elderly and everything like that put their bags into the car. And I made a lot of money doing that. Just those skills and just those small things that I did when I was 10, 11, 12 years old helped me now as a 20-year-old, you know, and just kind of motivated me to be like, I've been working for years like I I know by fact nothing is impossible at this point so just having that mindset definitely at least helped me and I know it helped a lot of other people just be ready for the real world in the future you got it I know you've been hustling for a while if I'm not mistaken and you and your brother were in a little hip-hop group for a while as well huh that accurate well we'll dive into that a separate podcast Thelma, did you want to add anything to why is it important for young people to have familiarity with, with how to start a business? Yeah, most businesses usually run in the family, come from sometimes centuries, decades ago, and they have old values and usually not to be ageist or anything. It's old people running these businesses at each great age group have different priorities, different ways of doing things, different things they need. So it's good for young people to understand businesses and entrepreneurship, sorry. And it's really important for them to be leaders, to lead and guide the other young folks of today. For sure. And... As we've been building our businesses and doing these competitive analysis and talking about branding, what for you guys has been the the hardest part of this development process of building out your business and thinking about your pitch? Everett, what do you think? I was going to say, I think for young people, it, them starting a business, just take control of their own destiny. It, it's, it's somewhere for them to start. 
it's an opportunity for them to be their own boss, make decisions, and just shape their professional path. Just fulfill to their needs, really. And it's a it's always a great skill development that could ever be lasting. And it creates economic growth, of of course. You know, and we need young people. We can't be having these older people making decisions for it. That's not going to be living long. I forgot. I can't quote who said it. I don't know if it was Thalma or what's her name, but we, we just need to step up a little more. And I feel like our generation, we definitely knew what we want, what we need. And we just got to do it. And we got the power to do it. And it created a lot of job creation, too. And a lot of opportunities that a lot of people don't know about. So I think that's why it's important for young people to start a business. And no matter what it is, it could be small, you know. I agree. And I, I hope that none of the people on this call are being roped into the category of old people who aren't going to live much longer. But save that for another discussion. And Zion, throughout this process, what has been the hardest part of building out your business and developing your pitch? For me personally, it definitely was looking at the financial component. The work that I do and the work that I want to do for the rest of my life, I never really thought about making money from it. So just having to plan out funding, how much funding I needed, how I was going to make money from it, how I was going to adequately disperse the money throughout my organization and my business. That was kind of the hardest part for me. But I think that me just having conversations with different business owners and having conversations with other entrepreneurs that started with, with something small and started doing the work that I was doing. They kind of they kind of made me understand that if I were to get as much funding as I could to to further promote and further push the mission that I was trying to accomplish and further spread this organization, I could really make a really big impact. So I kind of had to sit down and kind of map out things and make it make sense as to why I want to do this and how I was going to do this, because it, it takes a lot of money. Absolutely. Dama, what about you? What was the hardest part? For me, the hardest part was trying to, like, I didn't want them to have to pay for anything because I don't want to say, like, a nice person, but I guess I can say that. But it was hard trying to make it affordable with seeming like I was trying to capitalize off of a problem, you know? I really just want to help and not earn money from it, but it was a business and that's kind of the point. That's so well said and, and such a tough personal problem to overcome as a business owner that if you actually want to solve this problem, you have to make money. Thank you for sharing that. Tia, did you have a question? Definitely did. So I loved all of your ideas and I loved what the pitches that you gave to us. But my question is going to be, did you, where do you see your, this business going in the future? Is this five years, 10 years, or do you see longevity with each of your businesses? And I'll start first with Zion. 
which which part of that question would you like me to answer first? Any of them. All right, cool. So I I see my business expanding to becoming somewhat of a school or an educational like an educational building that has educational courses and classes that the youth can take, athletic training, which will be used as like the recess, I guess, after school programs that help the youth just stay active and be amongst like-minded people and be in a, a good positive atmosphere after school, as well as a school that offers mental health counseling and therapy sessions for all students, no matter their financial history or no matter their sex or gender. That's kind of where I see it going. That's something that I would say that would probably pop up in the next like 10, 15 years, something like that. That's more realistic to me because obviously it takes a lot of money. I got to get a whole bunch of certifications and got to find buildings and teachers and et cetera. Um, but that's kind of what I wanted to expand to. But the way in which I see longevity, yeah, of course I see longevity in my program. And the reason I say that is because I'm going to try my best to conform to conform to whatever the needs is that the community shows. So throughout time, if my community, specifically the BIPOC communities, if the BIPOC communities specifically show that we need more financial help, then my mentoring program will cater to financial help. We will be providing grants. We will be providing scholarships. We will be pointing people in the direction of house renting assistance and mental health vouchers and I mean, mental health counseling vouchers and free therapy and food drives, et cetera. So whatever my community needs, that's what we will be conforming to. And that's how we see longevity in our program, always finding the problem and always being able to help with the solution towards it. What was your, is there any more questions to that? No, I think you, you went above and beyond my question. And I love the fact that you have it. It's like you can, we can clearly see where you're going with what you want to do in life. And it's just absolutely inspirational to all of us. So I just want to say that to you. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Selma, where do you see your business going in the future? Me personally, I'm not a person who really sees anything going in the future. Because I mean, I could, but it's very hard to say without it being kickstarted but i do see let's say from the like far 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 future not only there's a, a website slash service it could also be maybe a place where there could be walk-ins with, for help for youth writers like an office that actually sounds pretty good i mean i understand that you don't you know you don't like to plan and that's okay mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. You got you got a good idea, and that's all that really matters. And I, I'm going and I'm going to follow up right up off Thelma, because you just stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to mm -hmm. say, you know, I don't I don't really, you know, you can't predict the future. You can't, and anything can happen. A lot of things can happen, but I know one thing you can do: you can stay consistent, motivated, and hope the best for your business, where you want to get it, where you want to be. And I think that. That's, that drive is a lot for me. And working with people always love to eat good food. And it's a lot of ways you can eat a lot of good food, even if it's not really 
healthy to your culture, but you know, if if people try samples and all that, so but I, I don't see really in the future like that. I just like to handle what I can now, control what I can now, what's in the present moment, what's in front of me, and just hope for the best and just keep being consistent. And that's important, but it's always good to just still have a goal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Always have your goals, your plans. That, that's come with consistency and just still knock it down, walking down goals, of course. Yeah. And I think but. a lot of people forget that even if you do have an end goal, doesn't matter like what path you take to get there. If that's something you really want to do, you're going to get there. Definitely right. Facts. Fantastic. Does anyone else have any questions? Strength Ambassadors, you're welcome to share anything you want. Not. We can wrap yeah, this no up. Questions, no oh, questions right now. What's that? I do got a question. Go ahead. For you, Wes. For you, I got a question. So what made you, did you see yourself being here five years ago? Zoom call with a, a lot of bunch of young leaders, older leaders too as well, and and just doing what you're doing now. Like, did you see yourself being in this position? So I'll say that when I was somewhere around 18, I had the dream of running a summer exercise camp. There was a a unit in a class in college where you designed your dream job. And that was the job that I literally designed almost 20 years ago. And then as I've moved into this with, I started Everett, you, me, and Jeff in the gym. And it was just about movement, right? But I think I definitely had a dream of doing development and working to create wellness and health that meant something not going to say more but different and expanding the sphere of what it meant to create health and wellness for young people i don't think i had it in my head that i'd be teaching entrepreneurial mindset and bringing people in to teach public speaking and branding i think this thing has grown legs that are beyond what my imagination was. And I think that that's hopefully driven by you guys. So I didn't necessarily know, have a dream five years ago of starting a podcast. That idea was Zion and, and Corey's as of three years ago. So I'm just trying to keep pace with you at this point and make sure that we deliver a service that is valuable and is offering up skills that are the ones that y'all think are valuable i love that and i think i think you're doing a very great job you know if i could go back a few years starting with jeff i never knew he would bring somebody in like you you know and i was kind of concerned for a mission fit because i always love jeff still to this day you know he's a great trainer i never knew who was going to take over and just be not like him but better to and just evolve more than strength and 
this far right in my lap because I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I always love working out, playing sports and stuff. So everything just like kind of connected. And then I just run across people like it just worked out. And I'm definitely grateful being here and just being one of the first. So it's definitely a great opportunity. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Uh, that tugs on some heartstrings for sure. Appreciate hearing that. Zion kind of got it started. Does anyone else have anything they want to say before we just kick it to gratitudes? If not, I'll just share that I'm I'm grateful to hear that this is a a resource and a path that is one that's hopefully useful for you guys and that we are evolving and creating strength in a way that that means a lot more than just physical strength. So Zion. Yep. I just say I'm grateful for being able to be around like-minded people and have a, a good conversation about something that is very beneficial to not only me, but anyone who is listening. See ya. I was about to say, I'll go. I think I just like reiterate what everyone's saying. I'm thankful just that I get an opportunity to talk to you guys each week. I know I'm graduating soon, but I think I'll continue to be a part of this just because I love hearing from you guys and I love to see the growth that is happening. And you, you inspire me. Like I said earlier, you inspire me every day and you make me want to do better as a, as a person. So thank you. Sasha. I just have to offer a sincere level of high appreciation for all of you. It takes a lot to be honest about your thoughts and your desires, but to also be aware of the things that you might need that additional support in. I think in today's world, being able to really reflect on your strengths and your opportunities and be open about them as a skill set that even people that I work with struggle with. So, you know, really grateful that you guys are doing things like that now in your pitches. It's really cool. Thank you, Sasha. And Thelma. For one, I am very grateful to also be around like-minded people. I'm also grateful for like family, friends, and colleagues because I probably wouldn't be who I am today without family, friends, and people I've worked with. Thank you. Thank you, especially to the young people. And I'll, since Thelma got me thinking that Tia and I and Sasha, we didn't do this in a vacuum either. So thank you to Coach Dawn. Coach Jillian and Coach Jamal, who came in and led units on entrepreneurship, on branding, and on public speaking. So those were very valuable. Couldn't have done it without them. With that, thank you. Thank you.